0: the iDeveloper podcast episode 99 dun, 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 dun. my name is scotty and with me as ever is my wonderful co-host mr john
1: fox hi scotty god 99 you know we should have like an official song about that you remember the song what was it It was like the german singer nena or something that 996 Ninety balloon or 99 red 99 balloons, red balloons like anti- yeah that's uh, that was I that was, like was an the eight, that was the 80s wasn't it it was. We're
0: showing our age, John. Although, although you do hear it played variously for sort of various montages on documentaries and things like that. It seems
1: to be quite popular for that sort of thing. It was. I think it was during the height of the the kind of let's get American missiles out of out of the out of Europe. I just that's how I remember first hearing it. There were, there was like a, an album which had Peter Gabriel and that and a bunch of other songs. Life in the European Theater, I think it was called.
0: I mean, anyway, we're talking a little bit about history, but uh, um historic week with the passing of nelson mandela that's all from that sort of era and in the 90s and the release there so we just want to um acknowledge it really i mean we're a tech podcast don't want to talk about it much but a great man
1: totally well i think it's worth noting you know because uh in the end software is it's not about the speeds and feeds and the tech aspect we make software for humans and, and we're inspired by humans and i mean at least i am i think you are too i i think most people fundamentally are except maybe if you're writing you know accounting software or something but uh, it, 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 it was kind of surprising when I read the, the the Onion headline. You know the Onion. It's like the satirical you know, newspaper website in the United States. And and they, they wrote a line which is, always sounds like it, it's completely sarcastic, but it always rings true. And they said, this is you know stunning. A politician dies and people are genuinely sad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I commented that to my wife over the weekend, that actually this is the first time I remember anyone sort of famous dying and I could actually believe everything that was being said about them. I mean, I don't know if it's all true, but I could believe it. Um, And and it's funny, just looking back, we're talking about, you know, 99 red balloons there and the Cold War. You know, over that, the period of the last sort of 20, 30 years with the Berlin Wall coming down, um, the whole sort of Cold War coming to an end, apartheid coming to an end in South Africa, the world is a very different place.
1: It is. And you have to say, qualitatively, many things have gotten a whole lot better. And sometimes that you have to kind of stop and remember that because otherwise it's very easy to become quite despondent, isn't it?
0: It certainly is. And talking of a whole lot better, John, have you seen our reviews on iTunes?
1: They seem to be a whole lot better. I'm very happy with that. They
0: do. They seem to be flying in. We've had four or five more reviews, which is like a flood by our standards over the hmm. last uh, uh, few weeks from Canada, from France, from uh, australia from sweden and they're giving us five stars john and saying really nice things about us and we want to say really nice things about them so uh, thank you very much for everyone who's given a review and we'd still appreciate some more
1: yeah, and, and and lest people think that this is kind of some some ego thing, it's not. I mean, it yes, it's nice to do those things, but in all honesty, it 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 helps us to kind of think about who's listening and where, and 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 one thing I've come to to realize is that there are many more kind of scenes than one would imagine, and I'm personally interested in kind of exploring and and seeing what's going on. I mean, the the the, the episode that we spoke about, you know, Stone Soup in Athens, it seemed to have, have struck a nerve, and that people are 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 kind of very happy. You know, as much as we want to believe that. That you know with, with the the explosion and popularity of of Apple technologies that everybody is is kind of uh, immediately aware of everything that 's going on and in reality, mostly what you hear about is from the big development centers, so in particular if you 're listening to this and you feel like you 're out and you know somewhere off the beaten track that 's all the more reason um, to pop in and say hello and and and, and tell us a little bit about what 's going on yeah and obviously people
0: m- may not know this, but reviews help it to uh, rank in iTunes, which. Makes it easier for people to find the podcast and gain new listeners um, and yep. uh, introduce them to the joy of iDeveloper.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Right, John, you've been um, sort of thinking about uh, some sort of feely, touchy UI usability stuff this week. Do you want to launch us into that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's not touchy-feely. It's just basically talking about how do you figure out how something feels. It's something that I, I will say this. You know, you know, uh, when I was working solely on memory miner and doing consulting. Um, it's getting graphic designer time and user experience time is, is sometimes it's a very precious commodity because you don't, you know, you don't typically have somebody that's working exclusively on your product. You know, you're time slicing, you know, their time with all the other projects they work on. And it, it tends to be like, okay, I'm going to get the design. It's going to be done in Photoshop. It will look pixel perfect. It will be beautiful. And then now my task as the developer is the developers to, to, you know, make it come to life. And, uh, that certainly works and it, it works because it has to work. Um, but in the in the last six months since we've really, you know, since we released a version in Australia and we knew that it was not everything we wanted it to be, and we wanted to be able to take advantage of these new, you know, design sensibilities for for iOS seven, you know, uh that's what that's what I we've been doing for the last uh you know couple of months and it it's coming to a close. The development cycle is, is nearly complete and we're gonna do our, our round of testing. But during it, it was it was we did make a pretty big design shift. Um in that we we we'd gone from having you know not tabbed interface with a single navigation controller to a tabbed interface where you could you know a little bit more like Twitter or Facebook, um, and that each of those different as you know with with UI uh, tab view controller each each view controller that's managed by that has its own potentially has its own navigation controller so that you can have a a stack that you can navigate through there and, and it changes a lot about how things work and and more than 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 prior versions you know whether you were doing wireframes or or kind of pixel perfect renditions in photoshop there's only so far you could go to know exactly how it how it would actually feel in your hands and and then we you know there are tools out there there's envision there's you know there there, there there are there are kind of plenty of, of simulation tools out there that help you get an idea about what the what the transition from various view controllers will feel feel like but even then you know there are things that you might not really be able to to know until, you know, until unfortunately, until you actually code it, you know, especially if it involves working with with actual data, because, you know, there's only so much engineering work you want to do to be able to simulate data at some point, you know, you're going to have to write the the, fetching the data and and presenting it and, and dealing with transitions from, from one part of your app to another and how to make them fluid. And it, it, it was been an interesting experience because, um, I I I think that we we have arrived at something really good. I'm I'm proud of it. I'm proud to put my name on it. That I still things that that we want to refine and 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 no doubt you know will want to improve, but the 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 it it seemed to me that there was absolutely no substitute for for being you know willing to 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 put something in there. Let people say, we're not trying to test this to be able to see, are there bugs? Did we execute it? We're not exactly certain how it should work. This is our best guess at this point in time. Let's really kind of see how it feels to actually work with it and, and, and also to be able to work with it out in the field because the nature of, of, of mobile apps in general, is, as we know, is that you have little snatches of time and you have to be able to kind of have something that is so kind of easy to get in and out of. Um, that can save its state so that you are looking at something, and then you go off and do something else, and you get back to it. Um, that it, it, it's been an interesting experience, and uh, I'm wondering if, if if you have have kind of had similar experience, or, or or this is something that people have had other experience that they they wanted to think about, and maybe we talk about it a little bit more in the future as well.
0: Well, just me make me make sure I understand. You yeah, know what's going on here. So the the findery that's currently released in. Um, Australia. Is that an iOS 7 interface?
1: No, it's an iOS 6. Okay, so, shipped so you six.
0: shipped an iOS 6 interface into Australia. And, and since releasing that into Australia, you've been sort of working behind the scenes with an iOS 7 interface. Mm-hmm. Okay, now um, has that been going out to beta testers or has that all been internal stuff you've done?
1: No, it's, it's been going out. So we, we, we have a, a, a pretty good selection of beta testers. That's beta, Scotty. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, it
0: depends which side of the pond you come from. But anyway, let's, well, let's not argue over you, how, how you speak English. We'll let the Englishman determine how you speak English. Um, okay, but then so the, when you moved to iOS 7, the, the iOS 7 interface uh, from the iOS 6 interface, how much did you rely on feedback of what people were saying about the iOS six interface for the ones who were using it in Australia, or did it just actually you no, know, this is a totally different paradigm now, we've got to sort of rethink this from scratch.
1: Well, you know, in reality it's not so much I mean iOS 7 is is in some ways, you know, without rehashing the whole thing it wasn't that wasn't really the issue right because for one thing kind of the the, the aesthetic feel of it with a flattened design and, and and trying to make things a lot simpler and let the content kind of be the the main focus i don't i mean it, it's not like we're going from a super kind of you know uh skeuomorphic design with you know that that looked very kind of dated we we were well aware of it it was not so much that it's that is that it's it's I think part of it is the the nature of, of the Findery app and that it, it's 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 vast and, you know, because you're talking about looking all over the world and yet it's also hyper-local because we're trying to, to kind of, you know, explain to, to people to surface things that are interesting about where they are right now physically or about where, you know, in an area in the world it could be a neighborhood or a part of a city or a small town or a park somewhere where they have interest, where they want to go, where they may be going or a place where they're kind of returning to in their memory. So it's, it's kind of global and it. It's very, very local. And it, it works around, you know, notions of, of people who, who you know, a note is not just, it, it doesn't begin and end with somebody leaving it. There's the commentary, there's the connectivity with one to another. So it, it's something where you're constantly kind of zooming in, zooming out, jumping from one place to another, jumping from one thread to another, f- jumping from kind of subjects and, and, and people and, and that type of thing. So it was really more about about how do you how do you let people navigate things and not get lost? How do you allow people to go deep, kind of deep down a path and then get back to where they were and to, to maintain the context of it. So that, as I was saying, kind of the, the biggest difference was from having, you know, tabbed individual tabs where you could go down because, I mean, think about a Twitter client, right? You know, you have, you know, you you have, you have on the one hand, you know, you're tweeting and so you're going to make that and, and then, but you're also kind of following people and you're following threads of conversation and you may look at a person or look at a link that that is referenced in there. So, you know, with any Twitter client, you, you can push the navigation controller, you know, many steps and then have to go back and that may be in one area of the app. Then you may decide, hey, I want to go somewhere completely different. So you tap on another tab it it's even more the case in, in in Facebook so it's kind of thinking about that problem and so you know the way that we were able to get an idea of you know how did the old interface work and how the new one is working is we also did a lot of uh video testing we we have a guy um who who rigged up a system with uh using an iPad as as a video camera and and placed the the, the iPhone on a stand below and he had a kind of a script he, where he would basically say, "These are the things I want you to do, right? So I want you to go to this location in the world, go, you know, and then and then and look for notes and and, and navigate through them. And then I want you to to leave a note. I want you to you know to leave a note uh, at this particular place. So you basically give them a series of tasks to do in the app, and then just shut up and watch it and record it. And and it, it, that was just just clarifying in, in, a, in a way that, that, that's brutal and also kind of energizing because then you can see things that you just never see yourself. So we've been doing a, a ton of that. And you know you, you have to kind of take your best guess. You have to kind of say, okay, we're seeing people are totally lost here or they're not making the, the connection between this aspect of the software and that aspect of the software. It's clear, right? You can see the, 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 the confusion. And so at that point, you kind of have an idea about what it is you're trying to solve and, and then again you kind of go back to the 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 design, you know, board, you go back to the whiteboard, you talk about it, you make some some wireframes, you cut out pieces of paper and you literally kind of stack them on top of each other and think about should this come up from behind you know from the bottom, should it come down from the top, should it push right, you know, that type of thing. And and then finally, you know, you you, you then have to code it up and then you have to play with it again. And and it it's the cycle where where you know a lot of things have, have have been thrown away, and and I used to think, God, h- how come you had to throw much stuff away? Why couldn't you get it right? Why couldn't you just think very very careful about it and kind of just only you know code and develop at once? And you can't always do that. I don't think. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think you can. I think that you have to to actually try it and then be willing to, to to go another direction.
0: I mean, I think you've done something really good here in the fact that you've you've looked at how people use the application to try and do something. You're uh, telling them to do so as, as opposed to just putting it in somebody's hands and watching them play where they Somewhere. may not know exactly what it is they're trying to do that's that's one way of seeing how people discover a user interface but okay. when it is okay i need to go and post x or i need to go and find y to tell people you know go do that and then work out how they work that out is, is a really interesting thing to, to see the results on and to physically watch them do it because i think sometimes you could do some heat map stuff and everything i guess but sometimes it's about seeing the look on someone's face when they're trying to decide exactly. what to press next or, or to do all that sort of stuff. It, it, it's quite interesting. But you yeah, do exactly. get into sometimes the uh, that tension between, actually, this is a really good way something could work that people can, when they think, ah, I want to do X, Y, Z, that they can discover how to do it. But you know once they're a pro user, they're really comfy with the concept of what you know, Findry is doing or whatever your app is doing, you know it might be once you have what I'm going to call domain knowledge of the application you know the the tendency might be to do it a different way i'm creating an interface that will allow people to discover how to or work out how to do certain tasks easily but then still is the best way of doing it once they have to understand the fuller concept is quite challenging, and I think interfaces that then make you do it allow you to do it two different ways can actually get really confusing because uh, what happens is you know the beginning users discover the advanced users ways, but don't get the context, and all that sort of goes wrong. So this yeah. whole this whole issue of having an a, um, the feel of a UI that works for someone who's new and for someone who's experienced is is quite a big challenge.
1: Yeah. Totally. I think that one thing that that's, that's helped is, is trying to describe things in in pretty generalized terms where you can kind of think, okay, you know, what happens if you want to stay focused on, on where you physically are located now versus, you know, what happens if you want to go somewhere else? And, and so when I say kind of like, okay, go to, go to London, right? You know, I don't say, I want you to do a search for a place named London and, and go there. It's like a kind of yeah. And, and, and in some of the ways that we've been talking about doing it is, you know, I I have to admit, I'm i am I'm very much inspired by, you know, uh, children's stories or even movies that I really liked. And, and one was was Willy Wonka. Right. And I, I loved the Wonka Vader. I thought it was really cool. It's like, you know, it can go all these different directions and, and there's a certain, you know, uh, adventure. In fact, you know, for we, we kind of think about Finder as being an adventure machines. Right. There's you can navigate through the, the notice sphere and you can you can quickly move from place to place and, and, and jump from thread to thread. And so there has to be that kind of feeling about, are you, are you using this device and, and using the controls that are on there to navigate through something that, that's really beautiful and fun versus kind of... But that's part of like the context
0: f- of your app, isn't it? Is this explorability. So, I mean, right. you are, I think, in a quite a difficult situation. That How do you create explorability while creating... The security of knowing that I can always jump to here or get out of this or I'm not getting to get myself totally screwed and lost
1: right exactly right and 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 you want people to do it, and then the same thing too because because it's user generated you know it, it has to it, it, you only have. You know, a very short amount of time to to kind of suck people and saying, "Hey, I really enjoy being here. I like being in this community. And even if I just hang out and 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 read notes and maybe comment on them, or, or maybe even not, maybe I just kind of enjoy kind of hanging out. And then at some point, you know, you may say, "Hey, I, I this talks about something or that that I have some care about, you know, or that I care about in some way. Maybe I will now add a comment. And then maybe you start saying, "Hey, you know, here's some aspect of some place or some story that I know about that I would like to tell." Um, so it, it it can be a pretty long kind of um, journey to get somebody from just looking at your app, kind of hanging out in the community, and then actively contributing. And then you know, we spent a lot of time thinking about, well, you know, what are the different ways that people can participate? Because you know, the, the so-called eighty twenty rules is is totally true. And, and for ours, it may be more like ninety It's like you know, you can say that 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 on Twitter, it's a it's a, a almost vanishingly small number of people that produce the overwhelming majority of 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 the tweets that are out there most people just kind of hang out and, and watch i think and, and i think twitter
0: is different as well in the fact that um I, I might be wrong here but i think if you if you download a twitter client or something like that i think normally on the whole the person downloading the client are going to use it has probably already engaged in Twitter. I mean, the vast majority mm-hmm. of people use the website and are now looking for a de- another way in which to engage with something that um, you know, th- that they're already using. And so in a way, the app doesn't have to try and convince people to use Twitter and how good Twitter mm-hmm. is, it's just giving them a way of using something they already know. Whereas it sounds with, with Findery, because you're a new service as well, the app doesn't have mm-hmm. to just give them a better way to use Findery. It has to help them discover that they want to use it in the first place.
1: Precisely, and, and that—that's kind of thing. So I mean, we were lucky that uh, there was a really nice piece in the New York Times travel section. It was actually in print, which is even cooler. I mean, so it's—it's it's great having it on the web. But then, you know, the fact that that it even says on the bottom that you know a version of this appeared. There, there, there's a lot more things that appear in kind of blogs related to to big properties um, or even kind of online only. So the kind of to make it into print section is a pretty good thing, I think. And it it really talks about how you know. Yes, we're about maps and so on and so forth. But in the end, it's it's as as the te- headline says. It's story first, map second. Map are just basically a way of of getting people to it, but you know, making some 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 organizing principle for. it, But ultimately, just about stories, which are really interesting. And but you know, the reality is, so what? You know, there there are lots of interesting things in the world, and there's a limited amount of time, and that's that's the brutal challenge that that we face. Um, so it it the, the adventure continues. But but I, I did, you know, I did want to kind of talk about about that. That That you know approach or or that kind of experience that that we've been having because it, as i said it, it is different from from what I'd had when I was just essentially on my own,
0: so you know taking into the fact that you did a probably a more traditional design process, you released findry with the i o s six interface into Australia you've gone back and done this if you were if you were sat down now is the sort of you know the findry team starting all over again from scratch or or you've never done anything you know what would you change from what you've learned?
1: I think we probably would have have put the the infrastructure in place earlier to be able to get to to do kind of just plain testing. That's that's not beta testing because by the time it's beta testing, it's too late. You can just basically validate something that already it is. You can't use that to find out what should be, if that makes sense. So. Um, and, and 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 we've talked about it before. I mean, you know, we talked about it at Objective-C Cologne and other places that kind of, and we even kind of touched on it last week when we say kind of MVP versus, you know, do it all. You know, MVP in a way is is to be able to say, okay, you know, get something out there as small as possible. But then the problem with that is that sometimes you release it out into the market and, and, and it, it may be really hard to gather that feedback. So if you can kind of think that that. Anytime you release in the end it it ultimately is your best guess you know as you you, you get better at doing it and your guesses become more accurate but still especially with a new thing it's your guess and so you know and and, and that's the, the the tricky balance you you have to do but you know you you have to just put something in somebody's hands and and not even not even kind of ask too specific a question but just kind of watch and and, and see how they how how they react, you know, do, do you see any kind of sparkle? Is there anything that they can, where you can see that look on their faces? Cause you can, you know, you, you look at a piece of software, you you've had that experience. It could be a game. It could be another piece of software. It could be some, you know, something where it's doing a task that you don't even really care about, but you like the interactions. You like that it engages you in some way. You, you have to be able to, 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 to measure that and see that. I think very early on, on a project, if the project is itself kind of a deep one,
0: that's been really interesting, John. I think it's time to thank our sponsor. It's a good time in, so. in the show here. So we're going to thank Invasive Code, who are sponsoring us once again. Uh, I think Invasive Code have been with us since the whole name change that we went into the iDeveloper podcast. So um, yeah, that's been really cool. Invasive Code offer iOS training. Um, they, they'll equip you out. Their classes are designed for people seeking comprehensive understanding of the iOS SDKs and the core concepts. Uh, Through their classes, you know, they're intended for developers, technical managers, designers, but they're willing to teach anyone who's trying to seek an in-depth knowledge. Uh, They introduce the iOS SDK, they teach performance analysis, debugging techniques, and use sort of relevant examples um, to sort of demonstrate what, what they're teaching you. The classes are on in their offices in San Francisco or they also run them in Europe. The next class is on the January the 10th in San Francisco. Never more than 10 people on a class. You get all the training materials, you get lunch, you get coffee, you get lab time in the evening. Um, and they've, uh, we've had good feedback on what people say about going on their courses. So we just want to encourage you to go check them out at training.invasivecode.com and um, book up. There's a um, discount code which will be in the show notes, so go take a look at that. Um, You can book through their website. And we want to thank Invasive Code for being the sponsor of the iDeveloper podcast once again. Thank you, thank you. Well, John, we've had sort of a live audience for half the show. Um, And I don't mean they've only been here for half the show. I mean they've only been listening to my half the show because they're in my office and they can't hear what you're saying. Um, But um, they're sort of sat there nodding like they think you're saying very good stuff, so that's been good. Um, One of them, Simon Wolf. Remember, Simon? no no you're not allowed to do that we agreed we wouldn't do that anymore uh no, simon went on we, a, no
1: we only agreed that we wouldn't do that when he's on the show but since he's not on the show okay, well, fine, I won't
0: do it. yeah i don't know well simon um was on sort of our sister podcast Ennis brief recently um talking about avtag do you remember avtag all those years back remember. when we had the avtag diaries when it first began development yes yeah, well, he, he went on a, a, another show and he started promising things like he's going to have it released by the next NS conference and hoping to get something out by the end of this year. Now, remember, we agreed to stop the raw with Simon um, because he released the beta for, or uh, well, the beta, sorry, I'll do that for you, John, yeah. before Dub Dub. But I think it's moved into sort of a, a Google style beta, really, hasn't it? That it's, you know, we're months and months and months into this thing. Um yeah, you know, so I think we need to put the pressure back on Simon to release Avtag. Um yeah. You know, I, so. I think it was launched on this show. Um I know he's gone off in, in, in betrayed us on other podcasts by talking in depth there, but I think, you know, I think we have ownership of this product here myself.
1: I I think so, absolutely. And in, in a way that kind of when you donated a sperm bank in college, you have ownership. So
0: <laughs> I'm not even gonna go there. Um what was I saying? You've just totally thrown me <laughs> Oh no, I know. Uh now yeah, you know, we can't go back on our word of of doing the raw because that would be really, really unfair. But I, I think we need to 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 do something to encourage Simon to, um, yeah, you know, make sure that NS conference really is the release time for you know it's it's released tonight for there. So I was just thinking about this uh, the other day, and um, suddenly for some reason this came to my mind. Do you remember back a, a few years ago when um, the artist Prince changed his name to Squiggle? Or whatever the squiggle was, yeah? And because no one could pronounce squiggle, he had to be known as the artist formerly known as Prince. Yes. Well, I actually think we should start calling Simon the developer formerly known as (laughs)
1: Rar.
0: I think that's an excellent idea. Okay. And and we will stop calling Simon the developer formerly known as
1: Rar when um, AvTag's released. How do you feel about that? I think I think I think I think this sheer genius. I think that, I, I hope that the room is big enough to be able to contain all this genius.
0: <laughs> so there we are, folks. If you are listening to this and you meet Simon, um, you're not allowed to roar, but you are allowed to say, "Are you the Simon previously the developer previously known as RAR? And uh, he will he will just be thoroughly motivated to. Um...
1: No, he's and then he'll be able to say, "I have no idea what you're talking." I'm an artist, and artist ship and av tag is available here.
0: There we are. He will say that. Avtag is available here on this date. So there we are, folks. Um, you've heard it first. Avtag is going to ship before NS Conference um, If 2014. Someone, yeah, he hasn't said which NS Conference, but he discussed this. No, over 2014. Today, 2014. 2014. Simon, he's in the room. I'm going to look for the nod. Simon, is Avtag going to ship before NS Conference 2014? He is nodding. He is nodding. Um, and if it doesn't, he is going to accept whatever consequences myself and John make for that He's not <laughs> nodding anymore, but we I think he wants to nod. He's just uh, struggling with muscle movement. Men of his age well, well, ask, have that problem. problem. Um, ask <laughs> so ask
1: Matt to move his head up and down a little
0: yeah. bit. Yeah, that's right here. So um, uh, we, we do, we do uh, bless Simon for going on to a uh, another podcast to talk about Avtag, where Saul gave him far too an easy time. He was just too scared to come on here and talk about it again. Um, yeah. But we still claim ownership of the Avtag. Um, and the Avtag Diaries, oh, those ancient, ancient, ancient mystical stories of how this thing was going to be released and what it was going to do. Um, you yeah, one day we'll be there, uh, sort of, uh, people will giggle at what was intended, <laughs> what ended up. So anyway, no, we wish Simon all the best in releasing, uh, in releasing Avtag, because we're looking forward to tagging episodes of these podcasts with all the useful bits of information that come out of them.
1: Yeah, I'm looking for the metrics of like how many times the word waffle is used, for example. So, All right,
0: if we tag waffle, yeah, that will be, um, that would, that would be good. Right, John, I think we are waffling now, so I think it's probably time to, uh, to wrap up the show. So why don't you tell people uh, where they can find you?
1: Well, you can certainly find me on on Twitter as Jembe. that's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And you can find out about my product Memory Miner at memoryminer.com and find out my current work with Finder at findery.com.
0: And my name is Scotty. You can find me on Twitter as MacDevNet, on uh, ADN as Scotty. Uh, check out iDeveloper.co um, for information about this podcast and other things. And uh, my personal blog, because you've just reminded me by tour, is at wafflewithmeaning.com. Right, John, it's been an absolute pleasure. Next time we are together, it'll be for show 100. Can you believe
1: it? Wow. Centennial.
0: It is. We've, we've made it to 100 shows without changing the name of the show to something else. Um, it's about our 150th show together. Uh, do you think I should change the name of the show between now and next week?
1: I think we should put that to the audience.
0: <laughs> All right. John, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please go give us reviews so more people can discover us in time for episode 100. And until next time, you take care.